Welcome to Bitverse Byte, a weekly podcast about the web industry, tools and techniques upcoming and in use today. My name's Adam Listek. I'm a web developer from Central Illinois in Northern California. And t- today, this episode's a bit different. I-, I want to talk a bit less about the tech side and more about the running of a small web development business. Notably, in my case, a business of one. And I want to touch on some of the operational aspects and the business aspects. So it's kind of a wide-ranging set of things, but I thought that this would be useful for, you know, anyone looking to start out in this or, you know, even if you are in this, uh, see how someone else is doing their business. There's a lot that could be said on any number of these topics, but, you know, I want to touch on some that I thought of uh, that's come up for me and hopefully will, you know, provide some value and you can learn a bit more. So, you know, the obvious one um, to kind of think about, you know, the first thing I wrote down basically was, hey, your own website. And there is a reason I want to talk about this because I'm curious to see who else may have experienced this too. But, you know, being in web development and web design, Obviously, you need your own site to kind of showcase what you do, who you are, um, and, you know, all the kind of things you advocate to clients. But at the same time, I found that often it's one of the more neglected aspects. And this holds true for me, uh, if only because, you know, once I got it up and running a few years back, then other than minor changes, I haven't really needed to do anything. Um, I've wanted to do more with posting and that kind of stuff, but it's hard to keep up with all that content. So what I found is my site itself is getting rather dated, and I need to do a redesign. But you're so busy doing everyone else's work that sometimes it just doesn't get done. Um, So I was curious to see who else uh, has encountered this, but really you do need a website that at least explains who you are, what you're doing, what you offer, um, a couple ways to get a hold of you. You know, I'm also looking at other ways to contact, such as through Facebook. You know, I have a Facebook page. I have uh, a business page on there. I have Twitter and that kind of thing. I'm still trying to figure out the best way to utilize that for marketing purposes and making it easy to get a hold of me. But, yeah, you want to kind of explore all of the different ways. Um, You know, Moving down, kind of some of the drier stuff, but things that are really important are like the legal stuff. And really there's, when I say legal stuff, I'm really talking about contracts. So, you know, there's a couple of good resources out there. Notably, one I really like is Docracy, um, D-O-C-R-A-C-Y. Um, and it's basically a uh, free, publicly vetted contracts. Uh, and you do want to make sure, if you can, have a lawyer double check it but you know making sure your contract's readable that it clearly lays out what you are and are not going to provide because i found that much later on in the project if you haven't like set those expectations early you're going to get this scope creep and it will prolong a project when it shouldn't have and putting timelines in the contracts really kind of up to you i found though that focusing on the end deliverable product is better than putting in time as with both sides, that can be a very flexible arrangement. And sometimes a hard and fast time to get the project done, you might need, but maybe deal with it on the project management side 
and really just say, this is what I'm going to deliver and make sure you all agree on that. I don't want to talk too much more about the legal stuff, um, but basically contracts is, uh, is the big thing to keep in mind and look into and make sure you have one. Just saves you a ton of hassle and time later. Hopefully, honestly, you never have to use it, but for both the protection of your client and yourself, really good idea. You know, talking about project management, there is a ton of content and ways you can do this. And some of it depends on the complexity of what you're doing. I, you know, it's funny, I've used a ton of different tools over the years. You know, uh, many that are built for this and some that weren't. And ultimately, sometimes just Notepad. But what I've kind of landed on is that, you know, I'm recently... I'm using my preferred tool, which is Notion.so. And really, it's no different than, like, say, an Evernote or any other note-taking tool. It adds structure to what I need, but it's not purpose-built for that. And really, I'm just creating a page to kind of keep all the content together and making to-do lists and really just making sure that reminders and time is blocked out of my calendar to actually do stuff. So it's a really simple setup for me, and I've gone from overly complex setups all the way back because I found that that works best for me. You know, everyone's different and it really takes a ton of trial and error. You know, what works for you to get the work done and not become overwhelmed and keeping in mind that no matter what time you allocate for your stuff, you'll probably want to add 20, 30, 40% onto that um, because everything takes longer than you would think. You know, some of the other things that help work with the project management, create some common templates. This be it for emails, project updates, um, you know, really anything. And, you know, you don't want to recreate the wheel every time. And I find that I often email the same stuff over and over again, so or, or at least the same format. You know, and so it could be like a reminder of just how to break something down, like project update. Where are we at? What needs to be done? And questions that need to be answered. And it's the same format on over, over and over. So if you have a template, you might as well. Um, something really important too is keeping up a regular communication with your clients. It can be a challenge, and sometimes you don't even want to send something if you don't really have any updates. But everyone likes to be informed, and, you're, and so even if you're not making a ton of progress, making sure that you know, you let everyone know that, hey, I'm here, stuff's happening, you know, or at least this is when I'm getting to it. Make sure that everyone's in the same loop and the expectations are there. So it makes a big difference, and it's kind of a way to keep in communication, make sure you're on top of it as well. Um, kind of briefly on the tech side is, you know, what are you going to do for your web development? Are you strictly doing stuff on other people's servers? Are you hosting? Um, you know, if you're doing your own servers, is it something that, you know, it's kind of pre-managed for you? Are you wanting to do your own VPS stuff? You know, I personally have gone through a bunch of different companies, but I've settled on DigitalOcean for now. And it's really because I want to manage my own servers, not deal with hardware. And I really like the idea of being able to use an API and Ansible, which I've talked about in prior podcasts as a way to automate as much as possible. Uh, and this won't work for every scenario, but it 
it's cheap, it's easy to do well, once you, especially once you learn and get up and running. Um, but there's a million different ways to do this. But you really just need to talk through the considerations. Like, you don't want to end up doing tons of time on maintenance and updates and the upkeep on servers, you know, if you can automate as much as you can. You should always strive for continual improvement, but really you should focus on making it manageable, especially if you're, you know, a developer of one or even a small group. You need to make the most of your time. So making sure that you're not spending tons of it dealing with that, you know, helps a lot. Uh, one other thing I want to talk about, too, was credit cards. You know, being able to take payments other than just check or cash, you know, that certainly is one way to do it, but, you know, and good ways to do it. But if you need to take credit cards, um, you know, make sure you find an invoicing service that kind of integrates it all. I don't personally like to have to do that on your own website, if only because I don't want to deal with the PCI compliance right now. Um, I know a lot about it and how to get there, but it's a lot of work, a lot of upkeep, and unless you have a strict need to do it, then you can offload that. It'll make your life a lot easier. Uh, I use Wave Accounting. Uh, they've been awesome. Uh, it's a f mostly free. Uh, they have some paid upgrade features that I don't need, like employee management and that kind of stuff. Uh, but they do let you take credit cards through there and recently are letting you do bank accounts through there for your customers too if you want to directly you know, withdraw from there. So that's awesome. They deal with recurring payments, invoices, all that kind of stuff. Very reasonable on the credit card side. So really, you know, finding anything like that that will help you generate the end of year reports of what your expenses were and your profits and putting it all together for tax purposes is really all you need. It would be awesome. So making sure what you're using is going to be helpful and make it that you don't have to do all this stuff manually will be a, a, a big help. Some of the other operational aspects, I'm not even sure if operational, but other things that, you know, have come up and want to talk about, you know, some is like marketing. How are you getting your clients? What kind of marketing do you do? What channels are you marketing to? You know, that's a huge topic in and of itself. Uh, a lot of stuff that I've learned with, you know, web design or, well, well, any, not even website, any small businesses, a lot of it's word of mouth. Like, if you do a good job, people will recommend you to other people. You can start local. Um, that's what I've done, you know. So a lot of my work is word of mouth, um, finding other areas, and then interacting with people in the community. Um, I do... A lot of nonprofit stuff and community projects, and something I really recommend folks doing is do the nonprofit work and help. Not only is it a great way to help out your community and others, but it'll provide much needed services that oftentimes are out of reach for those groups. You'll learn a lot about different communities and different you know personalities and situations, and you'll build new contacts and networks. So. It's a win for everyone, and you really gain a lot from doing that kind of stuff. And it can help you to kind of hone your skills and things where sometimes it's a little less pressure because, you know, you're not strictly, you know, you still want to get things done in a time that you need to get time, but, you know, or done in the time that you've 
kind of all agreed on, but at the same time, it's never as stressful as doing paid work sometimes. And you can try sometimes test out and see if they're willing to test out with you. Um, and then kind of going back to the marketing, you know, what channels are you marketing to? Are you using Twitter and Facebook, you know, engaging others, trying to create posts and things that are, uh, you know, helpful to other groups, making a podcast like I'm doing? You know, there's a lot of different ways that you can reach out and create value like that. And that's really what the point is, is get your name out there. See what others are doing. See what you can do. Um, so this is kind of a, an odd, you know, podcast episode and a little bit shorter, I think maybe, but really I just wanted to bring up, you know, how I'm running my business, you know, see what others are doing and, you know, kind of touch on the challenges that a small business owner might have and really kind of talk through the various and (laughs) very wide-ranging aspects that you might have to worry about and deal with. I have no doubt that there is a ton of other aspects to this and, you know, even ones that I've encountered, but hopefully this is just kind of a quick overview of, you know, what I myself have, you know, had to deal with and, you know, maybe things that can help you. So finally, I want to kind of, you know, if you don't know this already, but running a small business or any business is really hard and you end up spending a lot of, of your time and energy, especially if you want to make it successful. Uh, but it's incredibly rewarding um, and you learn a ton of stuff and it's things that will help you in any aspect of your life. So it's well worth doing. So finally, follow this podcast on Twitter at bitvbyte and Facebook at slash bitvbyte. Let me know what your experiences running a small business are. What things have you learned? What tools do you use? What ways that you have um, found that work and will help others? I would love to know. Uh, Thank you for listening, and I hope that you join us next week.